0: Hear the stories of men and women switching hustles and escaping the odds through entrepreneurship after prison. Not only will these stories inspire you, but also unlock business tips for financial freedom. Let's get it. Thank you all for tuning in to Escaping the Odds Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Smith, and today we got a dope, dope episode. We're here with uh, Mr. Larry Roberts. He is the owner of Larry's Barber College. And normally, as you all know, I will um, have an interview with someone who's been formerly incarcerated, who's now a successful entrepreneur. But this time, we're doing things a little differently. I have someone who's actually helping formerly incarcerated and the current incarcerated to actually build a new skill set of cosmetology. So today, we got Larry Roberts, and he's going to break down pretty much what he's been doing in a, in a correctional system here in Chicago, Cook County. Juvenile detention center, man, is he, he's really doing a lot of work for
1: the community. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Aaron, man. I appreciate you having me on your show today. I was incarcerated too, man, for three days, but, I okay, mean, you all know right. what I'm saying? Okay. So,
0: hey. But <laughs> <laughs> you learned your lesson, though, right? I learned my lesson. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to be there, but right, right. You know, nevertheless, <laughs> I learned the lesson, though. Okay, okay, definitely, man. So, um, like I say, man, it's, it's a great honor to really have you on the show. Oftentimes, we don't really hear about the stories of people that's actually helping people like um, me who actually come home from prison and really want to start over and have a new skill set. And as we know, well, some of us know, inside a prison, you're looking for it. Even if you're in prison, you still want a dope haircut. Absolutely. Right? And Absolutely. I remember being in there every week. I made sure I had a cut. That was, that was well, like me going to the club.
1: Well, the <laughs> thing about it is, is that a haircut is not just a haircut, so to speak. I mean, when you get a haircut, even though you're locked up in jail, but you feel, you know, you feel better. Yeah. Even going back up to the deck, you know, Definitely, you feel yeah. better. <laughs> right. You know, and with my guys there, you know, I treat them as if it was out on the world. So I make yeah. sure that they... That they have good smelling aftershave. Yeah. They got powder. You know, if the guys want to get their beards colored, you know, everything that they do out in the world. The only thing that they can't they can't do is use a razor. That's it. You know. Okay, so yeah. And you know, we're we're counselors, man. We 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 lawyers. You know, yeah. when people sit in our chairs. We're everything to them, man. Right. So you know, that's what the barbershop environment do.
0: It definitely, yeah. So what was what was one of the reasons or several reasons why you decided to actually go inside of the jails and prisons to be able to give the men and women this new skill set.
1: Well, the thing about it is, is that, you know, I think people perceive everybody that's locked up in jail as bad people. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with that, you know, having having businesses in the hood, you know, wild hunts and yeah. you know, on the 979 79th street, you know, I I have an opportunity to talk to men and women about some of the challenges. And of course, you know, I mean, my ethnicity, you know, I have family and friends and people who, you know, have gone down certain paths. And what I believe is, is that, you know, People think that everybody that's locked up in jail are bad people, but yeah. I don't agree. But we have to take time to find out their stories, to figure out, you know, well, how did you end up here? Mm-hmm. You know, you will run into some people who never met their father before or yeah. who had abusive parents or, you know, who mom might have been on you know, on drugs or, you know, it's so many different reasons why people end up... Or they, they, they might have just, you know, hung around the wrong people and got in trouble one time, mm-hmm. and it's a trickle effect. Definitely. So I run into people who... They get out of jail. They want to change the the dynamics of their life, but nobody will allow them to because they have a criminal background. Right. So what do you expect for somebody to do who's saying, hey, man, I'm grown now. I'm mature. I have a family. You know, I want to do something different. But they go to try and get a legitimate job. And you say, man, you got a background. You can't get no job. Yeah. So how do you think that they're going to eat? They're going to go back to to to, what they know. Exactly. Period.
0: Let's go back 28 years, right, when you first started your own career cosmetology like what was the reason for you getting into that into that that field
1: well um first of all I started cutting hair at 13 so that was 34 years ago okay yes I started cutting hair when I was 13 and um my parents had this lame brain idea about building a house out in the suburbs. So no. <laughs> it wasn't nobody that looked like me. Definitely so not. So I had to go to Walgreens not. and get a pair yeah. of clippers for $19. Yeah. And I started, cut. I draw. So I'm an artist. You know, okay. and part of, you'll learn in barber books that part of being a barber is an art and a science. Mm-hmm. So I started cutting my hair, man. And I told people, I say, hey, I charge you $3 to cut your hair. Yeah. If I mess up, <laughs> then I'll pay you $3. Well, I never had to end up paying anybody, right. but nevertheless, that's how it got started. Then at 17, I told my parents, I said, this is what I want to do. So I went to barber school when I was a senior in high school. Okay. And by the time I was 19, I opened up my first barber shop, man. So that's how I got into the business, you know, yeah. of barbering or whatever. So, yeah.
0: Oftentimes, people think that, you know, I'm going to open up a shop. I'm going to sit back and relax. I don't have to cut hair. I'm going to make money off the boot print. That
1: That's... That's really not. That's not really the way it go. because okay. Nine times out of ten, you know, uh, when I first started cutting, man, I would start at four o'clock in the morning. Okay. And I would cut between twenty five and thirty eight heads every day. The most wow. heads I ever cut in one day was forty eight heads. So, a lot of people who think that all they're going to do is is collect the booth rent, I wouldn't advise anybody to open up a shop if you can't maintain a shop by yourself with just your clientele. Period. Yeah. And also, I wouldn't open up a shop with less than eight chairs in it. Because booth rent can go both ways; it can go up, it can go down. Everybody can't always meet their booth rent. Uh, uh-huh. You know, you may not have people filling up those chairs. So yeah. if you're dependent on that, it, it really don't work like that. I'm sorry, that that's not re- realistic.
0: Yeah. Wow. So going back into the, the jails, right? Not only are you got to st- you got the school inside of the, inside of the jails and the county jails and the prisons, right? But also you're like a court advocate as well. Okay. So. How did that that transition?
1: I just believe that we can't allow our gift to take us someplace that our character can't handle, right? Wow, that's deep. And I feel like you have to go through in order to get to, but how you deal with what you go through determines how you come out. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people just want to, you know, go from A to Z in this big leap, but it don't work like that. Mm -hmm. But how are you dealing with, you know, B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P. Right. You know how how are you dealing with all of that before you get to Z? And a lot of people can't handle that, so you have to help them mature. You know, in between A and Z, which means that you have to help their gift. You know, their character line up to where the gift, like you huh. can be the best barber in the world, right? Yeah. But if you're always late, yeah. If you don't know how to stop cursing when when people come in, or period. Yeah. If you don't make, I think our postures have to align. A lot of people think that what we do ah that's not a real job but that's not true we are we are economy proof and the same people who saying that that's not a real job they have to get services by us mm-hmm. but it's our posture that determines how people look at us right so what do i mean by that you can't play any kind of music inside of the barbershops and beauty shops you know you can't play music that's degrading to women and and, and negative you do know, because you want to solicit yeah. and you want to have customers who are political uh, church people, bishops, pastors, kids, Mm. women, daughters, senior citizens. So you have to know how to greet them when they come in the door. You have to know how to have certain conversation. You can't leave in between every other client to go smoke a blunt with your, with your buddy. It, it, wait till you get home to do all of that. You know what I'm saying? We are trying to conduct business right now, you know? So if they can't grasp all of that, they'll be the best barber in the world but sitting up in the shop, empty by themselves, yeah. you know, waiting for their homies to come in. And they homies late, so they can't yeah. even regulate their time. Exactly. So you know, I started at four in the morning, man, and I scheduled every half an hour.
0: Yeah.
1: And I made sure I did everything I could to stay. Of course, you're not gonna always be on point, but, you know, because we're human beings. So yeah. if I didn't cut 20, 25 heads, I'm gonna slow down a little yeah. bit. But for the most part, I'm still in my place. I would go in the shop before the sun came up and wouldn't leave till after the sun came down. Wow. And I invested time in that shop but a lot of people, they don't want to do that. Yeah. It's like the microwave day age. You know, I always get a scenario, you know, if you have pizza from the day before, you know, if you pop it in the microwave, the cheese, because you go put it on the paper plate most of the time. Mm-hmm. The cheese go stick mm-hmm. to the plate. Yeah. The bread go be soggy. If you let it sit too long without eating it, it's, 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 it's going to get hard, yeah. you know, but if you preheat that oven, put it in an oven, yeah. it's going to have, it, it's going to take longer. Yeah. Patience, though. But it's going to have the same vibe. Yeah like it did yesterday when you bought it fresh, right? You know, but we, we want to microwave, you know? Yeah. So,
0: so, so what's the selection process if I'm in the county jail? Well, not me, cause I ain't going back. <laughs> but if, 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 if someone's in the county jail and they say, Hey, they hear about your program, like what what's normally the selection process well, for well, you? What
1: I require them to do is I prefer for them to write me like a, just give me a, a one paragraph summary. Why do you want to be in my program? Mm. Because, I've been at the jail long enough to know that people, you know, they try and pull one over. Mm -hmm. They want to come off their deck. You know, the barbershop atmosphere is like like being free. The radio is (laughs) playing. You know, you get to see everybody else, you know, in the the building, so to speak. So people want to, they be on that. But I want you to tell me why. So some of the people that I get, you know, hey, I was cutting hair. I should have went to school. You know, my dad cut hair. You know, I was cutting hair in the kitchen. I always wanted to cut hair, but, you know, I got into mischief. So... I didn't have time to go to school like I have different stories but but you know the ones who oh, know, yeah, definitely. but I want to try and help everybody I mm-hmm. feel like you have uh, you have that F student and you have that 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 you have two categories of F students right you got that F student who they trying hard but you got the F student who they ain't trying to do nothing man so I want to help everybody but I'd rather help that F student who's really really trying hard to get to that D minus or to mm-hmm. get to that D plus and to keep, you know, going up the ladder, man. So that's right. how I select the people, you know, who's going to be in the program. So okay. And then, of course, there's, you know, jail criteria. You know, I mean, I can't go and get, you know, woo-woo who the, the, the murdered mm-hmm. 10 yeah. people, you know what I'm saying, yeah. who, you know, death row and yeah. say come on, be in my program. I mean, I would, but that's, you know, I still mm-hmm. have to, it's security the code. first. Yes, yeah, exactly. Security's first, so I have yeah. to follow the guidelines. The jail make me do but I am the first person in history who has ever had a school barber school inside of a penal institution with my name on it that I run and operate wow. and that I control you know wow. what I'm saying same thing with the Illinois Department of Juvenile Justice I was with Ju- um, I was with Governor Pritzer right before COVID happened he did the ribbon cutting with me at the IDF I mean the Illinois Department of Juvenile Justice in Warrenville Illinois as okay. well as the one in Chicago and I'm the state first accredited program inside of a state facility so wow. i was excited about that as well
0: and now you told me something that was kind of ironic and interesting at the same time right you said that in some cases the judge or even the, the detainee will try to stay a little bit longer so they can finish your course
1: yeah so i've had detainees is, it, is that good that that's a good thing yeah you yeah know, definitely. because they they're looking at it's almost like it's almost like they're putting themselves back in the oven because they're not done yet if mm. you wanna look at yeah, it from, no, that, from yeah. that aspect. Right. You know, it's like, okay, if I gotta do fifteen hundred hours and I got twelve hundred mm-hmm. hours, I done came this far. Why would y'all send me off somewhere when I when I can do three more hundred hours mm-hmm. and get my certification? So that way, man, you know, once I walk out the door of jail, I can go right to work. Yeah. But if I don't get my certification, now I gotta try and figure out how I'm gonna even get money to even pay for these other three hundred hours, mm-hmm. you know, and I might not even return i might not even go back because oh. i don't have time to do it i need to start making money to take care of my family right and so and i do it free inside of okay. the, the penal institution so it costs fifteen thousand six hundred and sixty eight dollars to go to my school on the outside inside of every penal institution i'm in i do it for free okay so they don't have to pay a dime matter of fact i probably have to pay more money for getting all of the stuff that the jail don't provide like spritz oil sheen, okay color uh Jam, you know, different things that they don't supply, Mm -hmm. I supply that myself because I want them to have the full experience, not just partial experience, you know.
0: And so if I'm inside the system and I'm maybe halfway through the program and I get released whether through time served or just I beat my case or whatever, and now I'm on the streets here. Does that free transition onto the street? or so there's like a prorated kind of a situation? Absolutely, I'm not okay. letting
1: them go. I'm, I'm not letting them go. You know, they were be like, Larry, let me get your number. When you get out, you can get my number. You can have whatever you want. Right. But you ain't going to be calling me while you're up in here. <laughs> right. <me> to death. <laughs> but when you get out, they know what locations to go to, any location they want to go to. Okay. How right. many locations is that? So, in, in, in the city of Chicago yeah. that they can get to in Chicago, you got Joliet, you have uh, Chicago, 79th and Langley, and then you have okay. Chicago, 105th and Hostage. So those are the locations in Chicago. Okay. So basically, um, my administration know what to do. Hey, I'm Joe Smith from from uh, Cook County Jail, yeah. and they give them my information. Mm-hmm. You know, They say, okay, we need your transcript. They hand them the transcript. I completed a 1,000 hours, and I let them finish there. Now, if they can get free money through yeah. financial aid, I let them apply for that. But okay. I never hold them back if they can't get any of that. It's like, man, come on, finish. So I give them a scholarship because I have a non-for-profit as well as my for-profit and through my non-for-profit, you know, talking about the gifts and the characters Mm -hmm. through my non-for-profit, what I incorporated in my curriculum in my schools is we do mentoring, we do life skills. I do substance abuse. I do mental health. I do bridge housing. I work with the veterans and I work with the senior citizens Wow. because I want to make sure that, you know, they don't just get all of this good skill. But all of the other stuff is not in it's, order. It's like, you know, you've right. got a lot of people, man. They got a lot of stories. Everything yeah. from being molested. Everything from, uh, you know, being killers. From mm-hmm. you know, they they have to lose that mentality. Right. And you can't take somebody. And, and I understand that. Like, if you take somebody and you give him a job as a bank president, like, okay, you want me to give him a job? He just got out of jail. I want to show you that he's not going to do what he's supposed to do. So you take somebody straight out of fresh out of jail, mm-hmm. give him this two hundred thousand dollar job as a bank president. Yeah. They're not gonna know how to handle it exactly. because nobody never right. sat with them and trained them to be able to handle that position. Yeah, which means that they go goof it up. Okay, if 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 drinking and smoking is what you do, do it at home. Yeah, not 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 in the bathroom. Yeah, you, you, at, you, at the bank. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it don't make sense, man. And then when they end up losing the job, it's more reason for people to say, "See, we yeah. tried to give them a job. We tried yeah. to help them." but look what they did. Yeah, but you didn't You didn't nourish them and you yeah. didn't help them along the way. You just took them straight from here. You took them straight from A to Z Right. and they couldn't handle Z right away. Right. That's why I say you have to go through in order to get to. I didn't even understand that, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm 47 now. I thought that I was supposed to be Where I am now, I thought I was supposed to be that in my
0: 20s. No question. I felt like I could
1: handle it. (laughs) Yeah. But the flip side of that is is that I wasn't really ready for it. Right. Because had I gotten, had God gave me in my 20s now, what he's showing me that he's releasing for me now, I probably would have lost it and been fighting trying to get it back because of the fact that I didn't know how to handle it back then. You ever seen that movie Blank Check? Yeah. With the with, with the little the little white kid who mm-hmm. you know he found a tone loke them you know they crew he found a check yeah. and he wrote a million dollars on that check right yeah. man that dude was buying tubs of ice cream right. <laughs> he bought a mansion right. you know he did all of this stuff man and in thirty days that million dollars was gone he yeah. they had like three hundred and something dollars left man
0: that yeah. you know a wise man told me it's funny I just I was having this conversation a few weeks with someone right said your gift will get you there but your character will keep you. Absolutely. Right. And so as you stated, when I was incarcerated, I would think like, man, here I was twenty eight years old. I'm like, man, I ain't coming home till I'm somewhere near forty, right? And I would meet all these people that could have I would always say, Man, if I would have known you while I was on the streets, man, I, mean, I would have been a, a legitimate millionaire, right? However, my mindset at the time, I would have squandered it away. Yeah. I would've squandered my gift. You know what I'm saying? And so God had to sit me down and get me right. You know what I'm saying? Get all, shake all the the shadiness up yeah, right. out of me. You yeah. know what I mean? And so now, when I when I get those opportunities, I won't squander those opportunities. Right. Now the gift and my character are tied together. Right. So right. Know what I'm saying. So you you hit it dead on, man. You hit Absolutely. it dead on, definitely. Um, which kind of leads me into another question. Um, you've been doing this for ten years. Multiple, multiple, probably hundreds, maybe even thousands of students come to your program, right? Mm-hmm what are maybe one or two cases where it's like memorable for you was like that's a hell of a success story can Um, you think of anyone
1: yeah for people to get out get out of jail um finish my program inside so you have people man who who they changed the direction of their life Mm -hmm. from having opportunity to be in my program inside the jail right because otherwise they didn't know what they were going to do when they got out because they've been in and out the system in and out the system right so once I showed them that, you know, I humbly say who I am, yeah, and like, man, this, this this dude, you you willing to do this for us, you willing to do this for me, it made them put some trust in in some aspects of the system. It made them put some trust in people who are in the position that I'm in yeah. who genuinely want to help them to succeed. Right. Yeah. So that's why I show them I show myself to be approved. Like when you get out of jail, man, I got you. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can have myself. A lot number. of
0: people say hear that though. We but, hear that all the time. What's that? When 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 you get out, I got you. But they you hear that from you. your homeboys or even don't. or even people that come to the come to the prison. And they don't have you. It don't have. And you. they don't have. Exactly. you.
1: Exactly. And and because of the fact that I'm true to who I say I am, yeah. it makes them feel like, okay, now I have a chance. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody get out, man, and they have no direction, what are they going to do? They're going to go back to the only thing that they know to do because mm-hmm. they got to eat. They got to take care of their kid, they got to take care of their their wife or they they, they husband, if it's a female, you yeah. know what I'm saying. So, at the end of the day, man, they just want to know somebody care. They, and then we, ha- and the reason I incorporated the other things is because I want to be able to hold their hand. If you can't, unfortunately, you have to hold their hand. If mm-hmm. you don't hold their hand, they will, they, they're liable to yeah. man. And they need, and anyway. they need
0: some accountability as absolutely, well. Absolutely, yeah.
1: absolutely. You got to have somebody stay on it. Hey yeah. man, you doing good? You straight? Yeah. You know, we Facebook friends. I see what you're doing. Right. And then I have to show, you know, like I tell my daughter, man, my daughter's a celebrity chef. And I told her when she first started getting into it, I was like, make sure your your posture on your social media add up to what it need to add up to because mm-hmm. you have people that are sitting back and they can decide on whether they want to hire you or not just based off of your posture on social media. True. You know what I'm saying? So I try and be an example the best way I can on social media so that they can see that, hey, you know, I like to have fun, I like to yeah. you know get down too, but there's certain aspects of your life, even though I'm not doing nothing bad, yeah. but there's certain parts of your life that that the world don't need to see That's true. because they'll try and judge your character, right. but it's not really what's inside of you. You right. know, you just kind of having a little fun or whatever, but you can't do that. Unfortunately. Exactly right. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yep. So, so what's next for Larry's Barber college,
1: man? I'm actually licensed in 22 States. with my master license. Okay. So I'm being proactive, man. I feel like, um, like I I just, I, I need somebody to pour into me. You know what I'm saying? Again, I humbly but say you that you pouring
0: into a lot of other people.
1: Well, but the thing about it is, is that I feel like, I don't feel like I've maxed out. But what I do feel like is, is that, you know, um, I know so much more than people that's in this industry and mm. people that's been in the industry longer than me because I don't sleep at night because my wheels don't shut off. OK, because I'm trying to like, man, I I'm doing stuff that's like unheard of. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even with my apps and the, the way the way I corporately run my 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 corporation. It's okay. not just a barber school. Exactly. You know yeah. I want them to know that I can put on a suit and tie and I can sit around that round table. Yeah. And I can talk their talk, but I can low, I can wear my low wear. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And be sweet as well. Mm-hmm. So I want people to be able to see both aspects and not, I'm not just good with my hands, but yeah. you know, I can talk knowledgeably. I can, yeah. you know, sit down and, and have a, a, a wise conversation with people, man. And a lot of people, again, they, they look down on us because, ah, that's just the barber. Yeah, but you need us. So mm-hmm. I tell people allow that to add up to everything, you know, even theoretically, man, you know, with this COVID-19 and everything that's going on, you know, I actually had, I had the coronavirus, you know, mm-hmm. um, and with the coronavirus uh you, you and know, i both yeah so there yeah. you go so yeah. you, you know what that felt like yeah, man. man you know the breathing it all oh man. my god but this was before it, it really hit so right. i didn't know what was going on exactly i just yeah. you know, something was right though i'm on the basketball court i'm like man i know i'm in shape yeah so why am i feel yeah why yeah and i couldn't breathe you know right. but thank god my immune system was mm. healthy enough to right. pretty much fight i thought it was the flu yeah so i started fighting off like it was the flu man so i need to say i quarantined myself mm. like three or four months man yeah i mean three or four weeks And um, I just kind of, you know, fell back, whatever. My girl is a nurse, so I was able to, um, you know what I'm saying, get help from her, you know. Inside scoops. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but with that being said, man, it's like we teach these things. We teach Mm -hmm. infections control. We teach sanitation. We teach disinfecting. So, you know, when they talk about social distancing, you can't social distance in a barbershop. I can't cut your hair from six feet. Right. I can't shampoo your hair from six feet. Yeah. I can't give you no shave and do your mustache with a mask on. True. So basically we have to use other measures to make sure that people are safe. But my point being is is that now cuz you got people who are illegitimate in these barbershops. Actually, if you don't have a license as a barber or a cosmetologist you can go to jail, and it can be considered a misdemeanor because mm. it's illegal to not have a license and service people, right? right. Because of all of the people, we can be responsible for somebody's death sitting yeah. in our chair because something can go wrong. We teach yeah. about bacteriology, microbiology, um, electricity, and light therapy, HIV, AIDS, COVID, COVID. You can yeah. pass these things to to your your client if you right. don't properly disinfect. If you you know, we were taught don't go to work if you coughing or if you sneeze, and and all of these types of things, right? So it's just a matter of people educating themselves Mm -hmm. about what's going on and what needs to happen, man. So, um, again, like I said, man, we teach these things, you know, it's very, very important. What we do is very important. Like I said, we was doctors and dentists back in the day. So Mm -hmm. the red, white, and blue barber pole, the barber pole, the red stands for blood, the blue is for veins, the white is for bandages, and the ball on the bottom is called a bassin. That's because we were doctors and dentists up until the 1800s. And that's when they separated the professions. Mm -hmm. So my license, don't it looks the same as a doctor and a dentist? Yeah. Like so, you know how you go in a dentist and they 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 set your seat back. Well, barbershop, yeah, they set your seat back. They should do everything in one yeah. place.
0: You know, you, if I can remember, correct me if I'm wrong. I seen a post maybe on Instagram or Facebook, and you talked about how it takes X amount of hours. Basically, more hours to be a barber yeah. so than it, to get the pol- the police train. It's
1: Eight hundred and forty-six hours. To become a police officer, right? But it takes fifteen hundred hours to become a barber or cosmetologist. Right. Go yeah. figure. Right. You know what I'm saying? Go that's the problem. Yeah, that's the yeah. problem. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yep.
0: So okay, um, you got a younger man, or woman coming out through your program, and they want to open up their own shop, or maybe even open up their own barber school one mm-hmm. day, right? What? Because you mentioned like how your corporate structure and things of those nature, like how you, you're really good at far as business as a whole. How are? What, what would you say to them? As it relates to like well, starting their business, so all the things they I, need to I know. I
1: consult people in and out of town on a weekly okay. basis who you know reach out to me. They want to open up barbershops. Yeah. They want to open up you know barber schools and beauty schools and stuff like that. And basically, the first thing I ask them is why. Mm. Why do you want to open up a barbershop? Why do you want to open up a, a barber school? And based on the answer they give me, then that's how I give them an answer as to if they should or if they shouldn't. Okay. And and I and I
0: well, I do you kn- don't want to hear then. Huh? What do you don't want to hear?
1: I don't want to hear them say so I can make a lot of money. Okay. Because that's not the way it go. Okay. You got. You heard me say about how many hours I put in. You know, I'm. Just, I i did not cut Judge Mathis. I didn't cut Mackay Pfeiffer. You know, I used to cut his. I used to cut Judge Mathis for his TV show two or three, two, three days a week. Yeah. Down. You know, for a whole year down at the TV station. You okay. know what I'm saying? I didn't cut so you Mathis, kept him looking, looking like that. I kept him looking like that. Okay. I yeah. cut. Um. Gary Sheffield. I didn't right. cut. You know, I mean, I I can go on and on about the people who are in cut service in the music industry as well as the, you know, just Hollywood, you name it, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, man, it's just kind of one of them things where if you're not willing to put in the time, you know, and if you're just saying you want to make a lot of money, you have to understand that if all you want to do is make a lot of money, when you're not making all of that money, are you still willing to stand up behind that chair? and cut hair or serve mm-hmm. like when people come to me that who don't even know the business say, right. I want to open up a barbershop man because it make a lot of money. It's a wrong business for you. Yeah. <laughs> because if you don't have no barbers that show up or if you can't hire if you can't get anybody to work in your shop and somebody come in and want to get a service, you can't service them because you don't do the business. Right. And you don't understand the business. You don't understand barbering, but you want to open up a barbershop. And when it's 90 degrees outside, you want to open up the door. Exactly. You got to turn on air conditioning because my client is going to be sweating. Right. I'm going to be sweating. Sweating perms out too. Right. Yeah. What you're trying to save on the, air, the right. electricity bill, but because you haven't had to stand behind this chair, you don't understand that. Right. See what I'm saying? No, definitely. Yeah. So I just feel like you shouldn't get in the business if you really don't know it or if you don't have enough money to make sure you put somebody in place who do know yeah. it. Because what end up happening is is that then you have your operators who start taking for granted that, mm-hmm. man, they need they, they need us. Right. So they go do what we say do because otherwise we all go click up or we go walk out of that shop. Yeah. So, you know, I advise them not to open up a barbershop or okay. a beauty shop if all they want to do is just make money. I don't yeah. think it's a good idea.
0: Okay, generally speaking, not just even on just cosmetology or barbering. What would you say to that to that young man or woman who who's inside and they trying to figure out What they want to do with their life, a new skill set, any kind of words of wisdom as we close up.
1: Well, what I would say is, is that you know, barbering and 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 hairstyling is not for everybody. You know, Mm. it's not for everybody, and I don't try and force anybody into that direction if that's not truly in their heart for what they want to do or even want to try. You know, if you ain't never touched a pair of clippers or anything before in your life, it's okay. But I would just say, you know, just seek God number one. For sure, you know what I'm saying. Relationship with God. Seek God about. The direction that you should go in. You should do what you really love. Man, in jail, I have seen the most, I ain't saying some of, but the most creative people ever.
0: Tell me about it.
1: I mean, I done, <laughs> seen, I, I done seen brushes be made out of a, a old deodorant bottle. Yeah. that They took their toothbrushes and melted <laughs> all the old toothbrushes <laughs> on there, and they got a brush out yeah, of it.
0: Definitely, yeah, definitely, I done
1: seen a mirror made out of a potato chip bag.
0: Yeah.
1: I done seen them make little... Man, dude.
0: <laughs> or, or, or or just cutting your hair just with a razor. Man, period. I mean, a fade with period, a razor.
1: Period. I done seen it all, man. And I'm like, take that and put it to good use. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like we're so creative, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all walks of life, basically. Man. Right. But we're so creative. And I would say follow follow your dreams. Follow the, pa- the passion you have because if you love it, you won't let it go. But yeah. if you don't love it, it'll be easy for you to let go.
0: Okay. So where can they find you, man? If they want to reach out to you barber college or just consultation or whatever
1: i'm all over social media but my website is larrysbarbercollege.com that's my for-profit my non for profit is datafoundationinc.org and um i'm all over social media larry roberts jr you know they can find me i play drums and keyboards professionally as well so you know i'm I'm, I'm over the screens you know doing that man so uh, they can find me okay
0: yeah cool But, man, brother, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. And on behalf of all the brothers and sisters who were incarcerated or now currently incarcerated, really thank you for providing a new skill set and that sense of confidence for someone to come out and know that they have something they can make a livable wage with. And um, that's it. Escaping the Odds podcast can be found on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, pretty much anywhere where you can Listen to a podcast. Um, The YouTube channel is coming soon, Escaping the Odds. Escapingtheodds.com is coming as well. Merchandise. We're about to blow this thing up. Thank you all for tuning in. Mr. Larry Roberts, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate your efforts and everything. Thank you, man. Peace out, y'all. Take care. Don't forget to follow.